these are but a feeble folk, yet make they their houses in the rocks. Father, we thank you for the day. Thank you for the privilege of the to be saved by the grace of God. Thank you again for another opportunity just to be in your house with God's people. I ask, Lord, that tonight you would give us a touch that comes from you. We pray, Father, that you allow the word of God to speak to our hearts and that you would challenge our lives. Lord, I pray that you would truly strengthen our faith. Give us exactly what we need. Encourage us, and I pray, Father, that you would strengthen this body, this local church. May the touch of God be upon it in your presence, not leave it. I pray that your perfect will be done now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Again, the colonies are but a feeble folk, yet make they their houses in the rocks. And I'm going to preach on with this thought in mind and comparing, not the can we compare the candlestick in the church last night. Now I'm going to look at a different comparison, look at the colonies in the church, and preach with this thought I'd rather be a colony than a phony. Amen. I'd rather be a coney than a phony. Now, the conies come from the Hebrew word shaphan. And what that simply means is this. It is a rock hyrax. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of a rock hyrax or not. Uh, but they are very interesting creatures. And, of course, they're mentioned here in the Word of God. Now, as I begin to look at this passage of Scripture, I was interested in and doing some word studies through here. And I found some several things. I begin to look at these conies. And I found some interesting things about these colonies that should be, amen, a representation uh, of our life. So let me give you some things about these colonies before I get to where I want to be. Uh, first of all, I've noticed that uh, these creatures are not like any other creature. As a matter of fact, they have a body that resembles a guinea pig. Yet they have tusks that come out of the side of their mouth like an elephant. They have legs that look like a small dog. They don't, they don't look like anything else you'd ever see in your entire life. And as a matter of fact, they're so uniquely different that scientists have given them their own family order. And that family order is Hydrocidea, I guess is how you say it. And I thought about that when I read that. I said, you know what? That is exactly how a child of God is supposed to be. You ought to be so completely different, so act and behave in such a manner, and you ought to be able to talk in such a way that when you get around the world that's lost without God, they look at your life, they look at your family, and they say there's only one thing that can be. It's so uniquely different. It's so different from everything and everybody else. There's only one thing that can be, and that is a Christian. That ought to be the testimony of a child of God. Now, I've noticed not only did they are separate from every other kind of creature, they are so completely different. But number two, every morning they have this uh, habit, if you will. Once they are awake, they climb out of their rocks that they live in, and they go out onto the top of that rock and they begin to bask in the sunlight of that morning. And they just lay there, letting and just soaking up the sunlight. And I begin to think, Lamentations 3, 22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. 
The psalmist said, my voice shall I hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. I'm telling you, these hides, these rock hirets, these conies have this tradition that ought to be in the life of every child of God, and that is for every morning you wake up, you have to have a place set aside where you get along with God, get in his word, and allow the light of the word of God to begin to speak to your heart, to fellowship with him in prayer, to be in his presence for a little while, and bask in his glory and fellowship with him. Yes, Amen. Amen. Psalmist said it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. The purpose of this habit is very unique. The purpose they go out and they bask in the sunlight is this. It gives the pigment of their skin, it allows the pigment of their skin to improve their camouflage. Thus, it offers them more protection from everything without. It's good. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's important for a child of God to have a daily walk with the Lord. It's, it's very, very important. So much so that the word of God that you may read and that the Holy Ghost speaks to your heart about may be the very truth that keeps you from the enemy. Amen. That keeps you from temptation. So they have a, they, they, every morning they get out and they bask in the sunlight. Thirdly, something else that was very unique to this Hyrax. The Hyrax Hyrax has 29 different songs. Scientists have charted out 29 different songs that these animals will sing. And here's the interesting part. They love to sing. They sing all the time. If you look up any kind of video on these things, they sing all the time. They love to sing. They are highly sociable. They like to run and they jump while they sing. They're very excitable. Now here's the interesting part, Brother Jason. They can sing every song just one hour after birth. One hour after birth, they can get up, they can run and jump and sing the song that mom and daddy singing just one hour after birth. Let me tell you something about the new birth. When you get saved by the grace of God, it don't take long for something to kick in from another world. And all of a sudden, amazing grace, I knew amazing grace when I before I got saved. But after I got saved, amazing grace meant something to me. Amen. And I realized I was saying words when I sang amazing grace. But when I got saved, amazing grace, I sang it. Amen. Oh, thank God for one time was I was a wretch. Those words meant something to me. I was lost, but now I'm found. It meant something to me. Singing the songs of Zion, it was real to me. Shouting and testifying, rejoicing. I'm telling you, I got excited when I got saved, amen. God put it inside of me. I'm telling you, I haven't changed, amen. In 21 years, I'm still excited about being born again. I'm still excited about singing. The songs of Zion still soar my soul. I thank God for the privilege to be saved by the good grace of God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. 
I'm telling you, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. Let me tell you something. There'll be nothing so so wonderful to a child of God that when you just take the brakes off, get your car junking out of the way, and have yourself a good sound fit. Amen. He is worthy to pray praise. You were on your way to hell, and God kept you from it. You were ready to destroy yourself, and God kept you from it. He is worthy to be worshipped. Let me tell you something, you get saved by the grace of God, if you can get saved by the grace of God and contain it, you didn't get what I got. Because when God saved me, buddy, it came real, real. It became real. I'm telling you, I watched a young man get saved, and I sat there, I didn't know, you know, you just don't know, you just don't have a clue. Well, really, I mean, you have to wring hands on, did they get it? Did they get the real thing? Did they get it? Did they really understand? He got back, it wasn't just a few minutes. That boy stood up, and he said, I just want to thank God for saving my soul. I went, mm. I think you got it. Amen. Because let me tell you something, you get saved, it don't take long. And you got to get it out. You got to stand up and say, hey, I just want to thank God. I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. 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 Every now and then you got to get it out. If I didn't get it out every now and then, it'd kill me. Amen. I'm telling you, this, this rock college is 29 one hour. One hour, amen. It don't take that long to learn how to worship God. Amen. It don't take long to learn how to testify. Amen. You get saved, you get saved, it'll come on out. It'll bubble up. I'm telling you, salvation's too big. You understand? A God that, a God that holds the world in the palm of his hand just moved in the inside of your heart. You better believe everybody around you's going to figure that out. Amen. Sing, shout, run, jump. When they socialize, they have to rejoice while they do it. Now, here's what I'm interested in the text. I'll give you this and we'll be done. I won't be long. Let me give you this. Number four, one of the unique things that I found is that they are very strong in the midst of their shortcoming. Once you look at the verse, verse number 26, the colonies are about a feeble folk yet make that their houses in the rocks. The colonies are about a feeble folk. Now when we read that word feeble, we automatically think that that word feeble means to be, uh, means to be like Brother John or something. No, I'm just joking. You're, it, means, it means that you become old and decrepit. It's pretty much where we want to go with that. I wasn't calling Brother John old, I promise. Uh, but and that's what, being weaker and uh, being un, unstable or unsteady, and uh, and we and we we look at that word feeble as meaning that, but that's not what that word means here in this passage. Interesting enough, as I begin to look up the word feeble in this text, what I found was that it was translated into the word opsum, the Hebrew word opsum, and what that word means is this: strong, mighty, mightier. Great, vast, countless, strong in number. It is the same word that is used to describe some of the greatest armies you will find in the Old Testament. The same word. But yet, there is nothing great, big, or strong about these creatures. They are, they are just, oh, they're pretty much defenseless. Really, they, they weigh about five kilograms. 
They, they get about 50 centimeters in length. They're not big. They're, they don't weigh that much. They're very weak. They're vulnerable. They, they can't really, they can't yield up an attack. They're not, they're not equipped for that. They're not made for that. But yet, the Bible tells us that they are feeble folk, but instead of using just the word of weakness, he uses the word that they are strong in spite of their weakness. See, truthfully, we probably look around, you look around the church here, and you say, preacher, we're not much, but you ain't got to be for God to use you. Amen. Amen. You ain't got to be. Our strength goes beyond the first impressions. Our strength goes beyond what we just see and what is temporal and temporary. It goes beyond that. There's a great strength that you will find in the lives of these conies. A strength, a strength that has made the coney the least extinct mammal on the planet. They have no defense. They are up on, they are top of the food chain list when it comes to being hunted by coyotes and eagles and hawks. They look, that's, that's the top of the meal. But yet they can, they will not be extinguished. They will not be extinguished. Boy, if they ain't the top of church. Top, top of the food chain. Top of the food chain, everybody, everybody wants to run, let's run the church out of town. They love their best to get their get a chokehold on the church and drain the life out of them, but for some reason they can't quite get them. No matter how much they try, no matter how much they can attack, for some reason there are some, there are some things about the church that makes it strong in spite of who we are. We're nothing. There's nothing about us. We're no match for the devil. We're no match for the world. No, we're no match for our flesh. But God is God has given the church in their weaknesses some things that can make them strong. Let me give you these. Number one, number one, the conies are strong in spite of their weaknesses. They are strong because of their siblings. Ain't that interesting? You probably won't hear this preached too often. They live in large groups of no less than 10, but their average group is about 80. No less than 10, but their average is about 80. They usually consist of no more than four different families, which means four of those, or those families each have, on, on, a, uh, on average, 15 to 20 babies. The, uh, amen. That's what they have. And what they, what they do, what, the, what they've done is that they have gotten their little groups, their little, their little houses, they have gotten the ability and they understand the importance of having children. Now, here's what I'm going to try to say to you. There's a, there's a mindset in the church age, especially this modern church age, they may, you might not agree with me and the preacher can straighten me out later. And they have this mindset that I'm going to have children whenever I want to. I'm going to have children down the road. It's not something. Let me tell you something. God, God designed the church. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me just get this off right now. I, 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 I thank God for reaching out. All right. I'm all for preaching out. I'm all for getting on the street corner. I hear a lot of preachers. I heard a lot of preachers on this week. Getting out and reaching souls. I thank God for it. I'm all for it. Let me tell you something. Noah went out and preached 100 years. But you know who he got on the ark? 
He got his family on the ark. Let me tell you something, I can win the whole world, but if I lose my family, I ain't got anything when I stand before God. I'm telling you, you listen to me, I'm all for it. I'm all for reaching out a world that's lost without God. But I would not, I would not trade, amen, the preaching of those, preaching to those who will not receive it when I've got young babies and young children that are coming up underneath Bible preaching and they miss out on the grace of God being manifested in their life. Oh no, I ain't trading that. Amen. 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 I'm gonna get my family on the ark. By the grace of God, I want my family on the ark. Let me tell you something what it'll do. Let me tell you what it'll do, Brother Jason. You buying into the church and getting your family, dedicating your family, and raising your family in the church. It'll rescue your family. I'm telling you what it'll do. It'll make a church strong. I'm all for bringing them in. And people want to build a church that way. But I'm telling you, the stronger churches I know grow from the inside. Amen, I'm for it. Amen, God can add to the church. I understand that. We've got families joining our church coming from all of all different states, but I'm telling you, the nucleus of our church grew from the inside. Amen. Amen, amen. I understand that ain't, that ain't popular preaching. I mean, by any stretch of the imagination, I'm for reaching. Noah preached 100 years. You understand? He preached. He went out there to get them. But they didn't respond. That does not, now what I'm saying, I'm not any way taking off any responsibility that we have to reach a world without God. I ain't saying that at all. But I refuse to trade it for my family. Amen. 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 So they're strong because of their siblings. They got mindset. Young, and I told some young families this. They, they were waiting for a couple years. They didn't want to have children and all this. And I looked at them. I said, let me tell you something. If you're a young person, young family, and you don't want to have children for whatever selfish reasons, you can't afford them, or you got too many plans, or you got this you want to do and this you want to do. I, by the way, that's a selfish mindset if I ever heard one. And number two, I said, let me tell you something. You are signing a death warrant on this church, and you don't even realize it. Amen, it's serious. It's serious. I believe you ought to grow the church. Amen, this church ought to grow. If God never added another person, we ought to be able to grow a church. Amen, and I understand you gotta have people. I understand God adds to, adds to the church. I understand all of that, but I'm telling you, it is important, and our strength of the church will grow from the children. And I'm telling you, God put a big priority on children. Amen. He has a big power on children. And these hierarchs, they will and they will grow to that to that point and then they'll branch off. You know why they want they want the each one of those each one of those houses or each one of those cubbies, if you will, they want them to be strong. They have to ha they have to have that support of the children. Amen. Low children are the heritage of the Lord. They are. They're strong because of their siblings. Number two, this is very, very interesting. This is probably one of the, meat, the the main things about these, the protection that they have. Number two, they're strong because of their century. I want you to grab this. They are one of, they are one of the only mammals that have perfected the use of centuries. Every one of these cubbies, every one of these homes, where, or uh, type of the church here, every one of them will never stray 50, meet, 50 meters from their home in the rocks, from, from their rock, if you will. They won't, they won't go past any further. But now they won't step five inches out without first allowing their century to go out first 
He gets himself a position on top of the rock, does his scouting work, and then lets them know it's okay, you can come out now. They will not leave. They refuse to leave the rocks until the century has given them the all clear go ahead sign or signal, if you will. This century is usually the wisest one. He is usually the loudest one. And he will stand on his post no matter what they will, no matter what, what, what is going on, they will get, no matter what they're going to do, if they're out socializing, they're out seeing whatever, if they're out working or gathering food, they will get out there, they stay within that perimeter with the sentry constantly watching over them. And when he sees danger, he will give off the most awful piercing warning sound you will ever hear in your life. I listened to a video of it and it is just awful. It is the worst sound. It sounds like a woman's scream and a baby scream all mixed into one. It just, it's loud. It's piercing. It's horrible. But when he lets her go, buddy, they head for the rocks. And it's because of this use of being, a, of the use of the century, they are, they are the least extinct animal on the planet. The enemy, the prey, cannot get near them. If that century spots them, he lets out a warning sound and they get back to the rock where they found safety. That's good. Amen. Now, this sentry has the reason why he's up there, he's posted up there, is because of his ability to perceive. Now, here's the thing you need to understand, church. I know you know this, but this is a good reminder. When God put Brother John Smith here at Old Pass Baptist Church, he appointed him here. And that appointment and that call came with a God-given ability to see the enemy in your life, whether you can see him or not. Right. Amen. Amen. You might not be able to see him. You know why? Because you're down here. But he's up on top of the rock. And he can see what you cannot see. God's given him the ability to perceive that. So don't you think for one minute, I understand being a pastor has to deal with a position. It is a position. By the way, church, always reverence and honor that position. But now let me tell you something. If you think that this position is about being prideful, you got another thing coming. If, he's, if that man is motivated in pride and to be a in a position, to obtain a position, he is not a under-shepherd. He is a hireling. Amen. But when that man is, he is usually never, this, this one that's chosen, this Harakos is chosen, he is chosen for his ability to perceive the enemy. And number two, he is voted and, and selected by this covenant. He is selected because of his protection instinct. He has a great ability, has a great connection to the, all the different ones involved. You won't talk to your pastor very long without understanding he loves every last one of you. A true pastor will. He'll have a protection instinct and you'll know when he is preaching to you and he's right down there where you're living and he's eating and uh, he's he's preaching and, uh, and dealing with your sin face to face. He's sitting in your lap and he is dealing with your, with your sin, dealing with your flesh. You want to get mad? I understand you'll probably want to jump up or say something, but you'll have to sit back and understand my man of God loves me. My man of God's praying for me. My man of God can see the enemy when I came. I need to listen up and as long as he's telling me what that book says, I better listen and live by the preaching that I hear. Amen. Amen. 
Now, the century is chosen. He himself has vulnerabilities. Amen. He himself has vulnerabilities. One of the greatest adversaries that this coney has, especially the century, is the prey of the eagle. The prey of the eagle. You see, the eagle has the ability to fly in sunlight, get in direct sunlight. And when he gets up there in the direct sunlight, you can't see him. And what he'll do while the sentry is watching over all of the, the, the cubby, I guess you could say, all the rest of the conies, what will happen is, is that eagle will come down through the sunlight where you can't see him until it's way too late. And there's nothing that he can do just about. He just makes the call and they make a run for it pretty much. So this eagle has, has the ability to, to catch him off guard. But then they've figured that out too. They post up another century. But now he's not the main one. He's not the man. All he does is he gets behind him, puts his back up behind him, and just looks up. He don't look out at anybody else's business, don't watch anybody else. All he's doing is he's looking up. You see, God gave them ability to look in the sunlight, and they have in their eyes built-in sunglasses. And they can drop down those sunglasses and stare directly into the sun, and anything that moves, they can see it. And all he has to do while he was watching the sun, if an eagle gets the bright idea to come down and surprise him, all that, all that Coney does is while he's watching, he gives him the nudge. There he is, he's coming. And they get to safety. That's all he does. I'm telling you, God, listen to me, men of God, understand this, understand this. Your man of God has vulnerabilities. He does. He does. And there, let me tell you something. They may that it may be it may be somebody lying about it. Maybe something something completely out of his control. But I'm telling you, it and something going on. I don't know. Maybe something you may have. I don't know what may be coming your way. I pray nothing like this would ever come your way. But if it comes in the pews, going through ear to ear, and the man of God don't have a clue, you ought to be man enough to nip that right in the bud. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, you. I don't care. I don't care what you do to him. Amen. If it ends you up in jail, I don't want anybody to end up in jail. I tell you what I do, and it ain't happened to me yet. But I'm praying that one of these days it's bound to happen. Somebody's bound to open their mouth about my man of God, and I'm gonna beat the devil out of them. You hear me? I'm telling you, I ain't nobody gonna mess with my preacher. Amen. I'm telling. I want to be. I want to be busy about serving God. But if 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 anybody thinks that they can try to get him and come through, they got to come through me. Amen. I want to be on the lookout for my preacher. If there's a word. I don't like what he's preaching. I know he's preaching the Bible, but that's what one preacher said about the difference between sheep and goats. Sheep go by and the goats go but. Amen. Amen. The sheep will be, amen, preacher, you tell me. And well, the, the goats will sit there and say, yeah, preacher, that's all. But, 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 but this, but that, but this. And you a stinking goat, amen. And you watch out for them goats, amen. I'm telling you, you get behind your preacher and you stand with your man of God and if something goes that looks like it's going to attack him or his family, all oh, his children nipping in the bud, amen. Deal with it. Let him know, amen. You can cover a whole multitude of sins you do that. That's what James said, James 5, deal with it. Amen. So there's protection there because of the century. 
And then thirdly, and I'm done, but they're strong because of their shelter. Amen. They're strong because of their shelter. They have a sanctuary in the church. Let me tell you something about this place. This place is the house of God. Amen. I understand what the uses are for and what's, what's going on, but I'm telling you, listen to me, listen to me, young people. Listen to me. Don't ever lose respect for the house of God. Amen. I'm telling you, this is God's church, and there'll be days, there'll be days, if God doesn't move you even out of here, preacher, but there'll be days when you need God to speak to your heart. There'll be days when you need God to do a work in your soul. There'll be days you'll come and you'll have your work turning upside down. You'll have doubts and fears and what you need is to get in his sanctuary, get to someplace secluded, get around the fellowship of the people of God, listen to the singing of the songs of Zion and have the man of God read back up in that book and preach some powerful amen and tell you the truth and I'm telling you in those darkest days when you got the light of the truth and you got the sanctuary of the people of God that'll strengthen you, it'll energize you, it'll pick Praise God, put fire back deep inside of your soul that'll help you carry on and walk another mile. There's a sanctuary in the church, amen. Let me tell you something, on rare occasion, I found this very interesting about being in the sanctuary. On rare occasion, a brethren, it's usually, usually, usually it's a sorry good for nothing snake, finds its way to get in this rock pile, this sanctuary of theirs. Usually it's a big old snake. They don't have any ability, so I'd say they don't have any ability to defend themselves against a snake. They, they just had no defenses whatsoever. And so they'll run into those rocks and they run right into face to face with a big old snake. The scientists said they don't, they don't know what, at first they'll, they'll freeze and, and there'll be that, that contact there. But when it happens, they'll all jump back in a corner together. They get real, real close. They isolate that snake and then they begin to sing to it. They get real loud. They get real loud and they begin to jump up and down and sing. And that snake don't know what in the world they're doing. And they just, they just say he'll back right out. He won't, he won't even mess with them because it just scares them. To, when you get all that crowd together, they begin to sing and shout and jump up and down. Man, that snake don't know what to do. I'm out of here. This cloud, this cloud's crazy, amen. I'm telling you, you ought to be crazy, amen. I'm telling you, when the snake slithers in here and they'll come every now and then, when they come in, there'll be enough God in this place. There'll be enough people to shout, rejoice, and sing. It ought to make them nervous and ought to wiggle and slither their way back up the way they came in, amen. Amen. That ought to be exactly what happens. That's right. Amen. Amen. So there's a sanctuary in the church. A sanctuary. But then they have a shelter in Christ. Amen. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in times of trouble. I'm glad even when even when the best friends you have on this earth can't help you in the place that you're in, I'm glad the rock's not only the church, but I'm glad the rock is Christ. Amen. And on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand, and I praise God for the shelter that we have in Christ. I don't know about you, but I've had a good time tonight. Amen. Amen.
I'd rather be a coney than a phony. Amen. I'd rather be a part of the church of the living God than anything else I know. I'm telling you, I am telling you, I love the church. I need the church. My family needs the church. Amen. I need to be around the people of God. I need to hear the singing, the hymns. Amen. Give me those old, old time songs. Amen. You give me good spiritual songs. He said, speaking to yourself in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and make a melody in your heart to the Lord. I need the singing of the church. I need to hear somebody testify. I need to hear the shouting. I need to hear the rejoicing. Amen. But I need to hear the preaching of the word of God. Amen. I don't care if it's me preaching to me. I need to hear it. Amen. I thank God for the preaching of the word of God. I thank God for the church. I can't tell you how many times I was down defeated in the scourge, but all I had to do was get to the church. Amen. I get into where the sanctuary is at. I get in God's glory, God's presence, amen, and just worship him in a little while. And it gives me the strength for the journey, amen. Give me the fire deep in my soul that was lacking when I was cold on God. Install those embers again and let me feel good on the inside, amen. Thank God for the church tonight. Amen. Amen. I praise his holy name. I'm a part of the church. By the way, gates of hell won't prevail against it. Yes, Amen. By the way, they are just gates. Amen. They're just gates. He took the keys away from them. He took the keys to death and hell. So the gates of hell, they're just locked up gates. Amen. You'll never, this church will never face anything that God don't allow. Amen. I'm glad I'm a part of the church. Amen. It's good to be saved. Kill them all, preacher. Praise the Lord. Well, I'll tell you what, that ought to help you. Amen.